Hello and welcome to the Team Poor Sport podcast week six preview, week five recap. My name is Mark, I'm your host. And as always, I'm joined by our expert, 5-0, Vince. How's it going today, Vince? It's going great. We're recording this uh, mid-afternoon Saturday, so feeling good. Uh, a lot of information soaked up, getting ready for week six. We're already at week six already. I know, it's been a crazy bumpy road getting to week six, but, and man, we might see week 18. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second. But uh, let's welcome our guest uh, back on the pod, Mike. How's it going today, Mike? Wonderful. Thank you for having me on again. Oh, no problem. So just to get into the stuff that's happened today, yesterday, as far as the NFL and what we got going on uh, with the league. So um, teams that are dealing with uh, positive COVID cases this week, um, Atlanta, Indianapolis, New England, and uh, just recently today, Jacksonville. Um, so we don't really know, obviously, what's going to happen. Um, most of the games are probably going to be on schedule. The one I'm most concerned about now is obviously Jacksonville um, because Detroit's already had their bye. So um, that game could get pushed all the way to week 18 if it doesn't get pushed to like uh, Monday or Tuesday. Um, but we'll see, I guess, tomorrow. Hopefully they have no, no positive cases, but um, we could be dealing with uh, – another crazy week as far as COVID goes, which seems to be the new 2020 is terrible uh, season. Uh, Vince, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it's been a bumpy road. I mean, we, we kind of expected this, you know, going into the year. Um, it's been, it's been tough. So, I mean, I'm in a couple leagues and just having to balance, like, are these teams going to play Like we literally wake up every day. Like first thing I do how many players tested positive or what's the update on the players that tested positive? You know, was it a, was it a false positive? You know, like that's, I mean, that's the world we live in. Um, so I think we're all kind of adjusting. Um, you know, we've done the things, I mean, at the end of the day, like it's still a game and, you know, we're trying to do things and I think we've done a pretty good job as far as like being fair and, you know, adjusting to the things that we need to adjust um, just hopefully the teams can kind of keep this in check so we don't get overwhelmed with missing too many games in one week because like last like last week was really tough because you know you have so many teams and you can only pick up so many players before you're 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 hurting your like actual roster like yeah we can can all afford to pick up one or two guys but like you know last week you know, there's some guys that are just, you know, hurt and they're not on COVID. So you can't put them on IR and that kind of thing. And just, yeah, I mean, it's been a mess. Hopefully it just kind of stays contained and, you know, we don't get every team acting like the Titans. One of my favorite things about the whole COVID mess is that it does seem like it's just hit every single team in the league. So we're kind of all in this together. Um, Mike, I don't know about your opinion about it, but have you been devastated by COVID uh, at all this season in any of your leagues? Uh, I wouldn't say devastated. I mean, it's definitely been interesting. But to be honest, I kind of think it's kind of cool for the fantasy aspect because it really shows who's the superior manager of their team. That's actually a great point because you definitely have to be savvy with your roster 
and really plan ahead so that way you don't get straight up buried. Uh, so let's get right into uh, recapping the results. All right. So, so it was a it was a good week for me. Um, I was able to to beat Sean and put him to zero and five. So that felt great. Um, as far as the box, I mean, I was going into uh, Sunday night up by thirty. Um, with my opponent having uh, three wide receivers, I believe, to play um, with uh, Parker Lockett and uh, Keenan Allen. And I felt like I was pretty much toast. Um, and I went to bed and didn't watch the Sunday night game. And I woke up and I was, uh, I was still up by 20 points with just Keenan Allen to go on Monday night. And I was like, oh my gosh, I actually have a chance to win this. And then Keenan Allen scores a touchdown in the beginning of the game and then gets hurt and leaves the game. <laughs> I was like, okay, I guess that's a win. Um, I didn't like it, but I'll take it. Uh, felt bad. Um, but so I knew that if Sean won, he was going to talk the most stuff at work, the most. Um, so him, me winning, I, I said nothing. I felt bad. I didn't say anything until actually yesterday. And so we're talking I won on Monday. I said nothing to him. I mean, I talked to him every day, but I said nothing to him in, until yesterday where I was just like, man, I feel really bad for you, man. That was a really bad beat. And, you know, talks about how good his team is and how he's still own five. So <laughs> it's just hilarious. Uh, it felt really good. Um, but I mean, as far as the results, I mean, I, I felt like, you know, my team played well, his team played, played well. It was neither one of us was, was, out of this world, but he lost Keenan Allen, but it also lost DJ Chark. So, I mean, depending on the timing of the games, but it definitely felt, uh, it felt fortuitous for me. So I felt pretty good um, and really, really, really enjoyed uh, my victory. Um, but we're going to talk a little bit about Clyde Edwards Hilaire a little bit later when we get to Mike's game, but um, we'll talk about that a little bit later. I, I don't want to, I don't want to get into it too much now. Um, but man, it felt good to, to beat Sean. I mean, he started a tight end when it got zero. I started a tight end and got one point. Oh God, I hate my tight ends. Um, but, uh, moving on uh, a good week. Uh, next game we're going to talk about is, uh, Ryan versus George. And this was the, uh, lowest scoring, uh, game, uh, this week. Both teams didn't score hundred points, both teams well below projections. Um, Definitely a savvy start by uh, Ryan, who did end up taking the L, um, but started Derek Carr, um, who has just been straight up awesome. I don't know if you guys have watched too much of Derek Carr. Uh, what have you thought so far this season of Derek Carr, Mike? I like him. Um, unfortunately, he's too coin flippy. And what I mean by that is, there's some plays that you're like, wow, he's the real deal. And then there's some plays that you're like, what was he even looking at? Um, but he's been playing great football right now, so can't complain about having him on your team, especially if you picked him up off the waiver wire. I'm not sure if he was drafted or not, but not a bad pickup. Nope, definitely not. Vince, what are you a fan of Derek Carr? Deep ball looks really good this year. Oh, uh, yeah, I've always liked Derek Carr. Um, he finally has some weapons this year. I mean, he hasn't really had good weapons um, since they traded away 
uh, Mari Cooper, I think for a second, like he hasn't really had anybody, you know, they have rugs, they have Waller, you know, they have, you know, actually guys now. Um, so he's looking, looking good. Um, he was just one of those guys that I was always a little bit higher on than what seemed to be the general consensus. But yeah, I mean, he played good against the Kansas City Chiefs, whose defense is, is pretty solid overall. Yep, and George ended up being able to get it done despite, plot, despite plotting out Mark Ingram and J.D. McKissick as his RB1, RB2. I mean, it helped that have Kareem Hunt in his flex, but wow. Um, I think Mark Ingram was everything we said he would be, which is if he doesn't get a touchdown carry from the goal line, he is going to be hot, smelly garbage. Uh, agreed, guys, or is that the sentiment? Yeah. Yeah. He's terrible. You want to know something funny about Mark Ingram? I love and knowing funny things about Mark Ingram. A few of the leagues that I was uh, drafting in, I was I was reaching for Mark Ingram in the fifth or sixth round, and both leagues that I'm in, he got stolen from me right before, and I was just so upset. And you know what? I'm so happy he got stolen from me in both leagues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's definitely uh... – He's looking exactly like, honestly, guys, he's looking exactly like he did last year. It was just like last year, it was like three touchdowns from inside the 10. Like, and it was just like so lucky his touchdowns. He had so many of them. Uh, I'm glad. I mean, you should definitely be happy that you didn't pick him up. I think it's just a trap. Um, uh, anything else to take away from uh, this game, Vince, that you noticed? Um, Ryan was playing without Devontae Adams and Rodgers, which kind of hurt. But then he also didn't help himself by playing Keyshawn Vaughn, who got negative 0.5 points. <laughs> yeah, I guess he could have started J.K. Dobbins, right? And uh, went, like, against, uh, you know, could have, put, could have paid out. You know, would have went against Mark Ingram, maybe, like, kind of stolen from each other. It could have, could have been cute to watch that happen. Yeah, just betting on who gets the touchdown. Mm-hmm. Yep. But then – one more thing. Look at George's bench. Like, so Cam Newton was on COVID. James White was on COVID. Saquon Barkley on IR. Deshaun Jackson out. Chris Godwin out. Like, that's his bench. And then Adrian Peterson was on a bye, and he still managed to win. Yep. It's pretty nice when you can do that. It's really nice. Yeah, Russell Wilson, yeah, MVP. I still think he's favored for MVP. I think I've been seeing the betting odds as uh, Aaron Rodgers, but for me, it's still Russell Wilson. You guys still uh, – is it still Russell Wilson for you guys? Definitely Aaron Rodgers for me. I mean, yeah. he's just crushing the game of quarterback right now. I can't pick between the two, honestly. Like, kind of my head. What's wrong with that? Probably can't pick one. Is it Josh Allen anymore? Uh, no. I mean, like, those two guys – uh, Mark left because I'm a big Josh Allen guy. Just those two guys. I mean, it, it doesn't matter who they're playing. They're just going to dominate. You know, we kind of saw Josh Allen struggle against a really good Tennessee defense. Um, but with those two, like, it doesn't matter who they're playing. Yep. Unstoppable. Well, I think it helps that that Seattle's defense is super suspect. All right. Uh, next game we're going to talk about is uh, Vince's team, uh, the Statutory Apes going up against Bill and Vince managed to uh, squeak out the dub 
uh, to go to five and uh, five and zero. Oh. I mean, really beyond uh, a kind of a average game for most of his players. Didn't really get any booms. I mean, he got a great game from Calvin Ridley. Uh, all of his wide receivers were solid, except for McLaurin. Uh, good, good games from his running backs, and you know, not a great game from Josh Allen, as we mentioned. But Bill had started Matt Ryan over Jared Goff, and that ended up costing him the match. Man, Matt Ryan is is are we are we? You think that we're going to see a different Matt Ryan with a new coach uh, this week, Mike? I hope so, because I was just talking to Vince actually before this podcast, and. I'll tell you this, I've never seen a team with so many fantastic weapons on offense look so pathetic. Yeah, it definitely doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like firing your coach and your GM um, tells me that there's a lot of stuff wrong um, with Atlanta. Um, If it was just the coach, then I would say one thing, but the coach and the GM, usually that's like a changing of the guard. And I think we're going to see, I would be shocked if Atlanta uh, wasn't at least competitive this week, especially now that it looks like they're getting Julio Jones back. Uh, Vince, what do you think? Uh, you think Atlanta is going to bounce back after firing their coach and GM? If there's anything wrong with the offense, I mean, Julio, Calvin, like they're both great. You know, they've been banged up, you know, previously. Neither of them have uh, an injury designation next to them this week. So, you know, uh, I mean, it's, it's full go on the offense. But, I mean, how many years now have, have we been talking about how terrible this defense is? Every year it seems like we're talking about how historically bad they are. And here we are again, 2020. I feel like we're just saying it again, how bad the defense is. You know, play play anything that's playing against the Falcons. Yep, I think that was more, defense. Yeah, I mean, I think that was more, more of it than the offense. Uh, they got pieces around the offense. You know, I think I think Matt Ryan's still decent. He's still he's like a high end QB two now, rest of season. But like I'm not too worried about it. So I mean as long as they can get their defense together is pretty much where I'm kinda at with looking at your matchup and uh like I said, it was your matchup. Was there anything that you really any stories that you really wanted to tell about how the week went for you? Um, no, I mean, my team didn't drop as many points as it normally does. Uh, but sometimes you just got to get lucky on top of being great. I mean, on the other side of it, he had DK Metcalf, who is just a grown ass man. I mean, we could talk about this guy every week. AJ Brown, I love. So like, I love a couple pieces on his team. Um, but just, I mean, it's fantasy football. Sometimes, you know, you don't score a lot of points and you still win. So it's going to happen. All right, moving on. Uh, next game we're going to cover is going to be uh, Mike P against Max, which is XFL round three against Trubisky business. And this saw um, the highest score of the week um, with Max dropping 150 um, behind a dominant performance of uh, Patrick Mahomes, Jamison Crowder, uh, the Browns defense put up big points. I mean, Really uh, a nice week that uh, Max put together, and I'm sure it was nice having Derrick Henry back. Um, but Max's team looks like it's coming together uh, as long as he stops starting, you know, Braxton Berrios. And, but um, I think that his team is actually coming together quite well. And then uh, 
Mike, on the other hand, I mean, really can't catch a break, banged up by injuries, uh, lost John Brown uh, this week, um, you know, but, you know, had Ryan Tannehill on the bench, uh, could have started Tannehill over Lamar Jackson. That's just not something you're ever going to do. Um, so I understand it. Um, but yeah, I would say that it's going to be rough for Mike going forward. His team looks like it's in a lot of trouble without Nick Chubb. Um, like a lot of trouble. Um, what are your thoughts, Mike, looking at the matchup? Uh, do you think that, uh, are you at all surprised about Max just straight up dominance on Mike P this week? No, I mean, uh, there was a couple of things where he got unlucky. Like you said, Tannehill putting up double the points of Lamar Jackson and you're never going to start Tannehill over Lamar Jackson. It's just not going to happen. Um, but that being said, I mean, Trubisky's business, I mean, every single player except for one put up 15 plus points, including his defense. I mean, just an all out dominance from his team. And, you know, I hope for his sake that it keeps happening just because, you know, fellow Bears fan and all. But mm -hmm. the question is, is his team going to constantly put up 15, 20 points each player every single week? And it's looking that way for his team right now. So good for him. Yeah, definitely a sneaky start. Uh, I like that he started the Browns D on the other side. Uh, Mike P started the Eagles D. Man, the NFC East is just hot, smelly trash, guys. Um the winner of that division might be seven and nine or uh, six and ten. Uh, <laughs> it just seems so so bad, uh, Vince. Uh, if I had to put you on the spot right now, who's winning the NFC East? Oh God, do I have to? Yeah, you have to pick one. Someone has to win. I mean, I guess the Cowboys. Just I was hoping you on... would say Washingtons. <laughs> no, I mean, I guess the Cowboys. It just depends, you know, what Andy Dalton we see. Um, I... Dalton is like another guy where like I seem to be higher than the general consensus. I don't think he can carry. I mean, he's not Dak Prescott. He's not going to be able to carry uh, as many receivers as Dak could, but I think they can be in a spot where they win games. It's just, I don't know. Like the defense is still terrible. I wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles won it either. Like it's, there's just, there's just too many things going on in that division. Gotcha. Mike, putting you on the spot, who's winning the NFC East? I'm going to say the Eagles. Um, I think I despise Andy Dalton. To me, he's the tall, red, soulless ginger. Um, so sorry for any gingers out there, but I just think he's hot garbage. He always has been. He always will be. Um, that being said, in my opinion, except for Andy Dalton, the Cowboys by far have the best team. I just see the Eagles coming through with Miles Sanders and punching it down everyone's throat with him. It's funny that we're talking about this, and Mike P is a ginge. So uh, shout out to you, Mike P, for being a ginge. And uh, also, I'm going to – if I had to throw my hat in there, I'm also going to take the Eagles. I think they just somehow find a way. They're just really beat up. But uh, maybe they get some of these pieces coming back with uh, Jeffrey if he ever actually plays or Deshaun Jackson if he ever actually plays. Um, maybe Carson Wentz gets right. I don't think that we've seen the best of Carson Wentz. Um, so I would, I would go with the Eagles. Uh, but moving on to the next game, we're going to talk about uh, D's nuts, Mikey versus Earth's hurt me. 
which is uh, uh, Tim. And uh, yeah, Ertz has definitely been hurting Tim. Uh, he had the lowest coach rating this week at a 66% and still managed to win, which means that he left a butt-ton of points on the bench. Um, but it didn't matter uh, because uh, he did have some – he had a lot of performers come through big time. Um, Daryl Henderson uh, started him in the flex, and that worked out fantastically for him. Um, but, I mean, pretty much anyone that he would have started – would have been fantastic for him. He, he left 119 points on the bench and his opponent scored 113 points. So if it gives you an idea of how crazy of a week uh, Tim had. Um, and it definitely was probably behind uh, the fact that he picked up Chase Claypool uh, last week who went freaking berserk with four touchdowns um, 11 targets, seven receptions, 110 yards. He also had that running touchdown. Uh, wow, Chase Claypool. Um, I mean, big prospect out of Notre Dame is a huge dude, a huge target. Um, I expected him to kind of take that Michael Gallup role that you see in Dallas, it kind of stretch the field guy, a lot of on the outside stuff. But when Deontay Johnson went down, he definitely kind of assumed that number two-ish role. Um he looks like the real deal to me, but I think we need to see more. Uh, Vince, are you excited about Chase Claypool or are you uh, need to see more? No, I'm excited about him. I mean, we see it all the time with Pittsburgh being able to scout out these uh, wide receivers. Um, you know, do they let Juju walk this year? Uh, I think they're fine with Chase Claypool. Uh, all the film grinders that I follow uh, absolutely love this guy, the guys that are college scouts and that kind of thing. So he's 99th percentile in speed score, 89th percentile, 40-yard dash, 92nd in burst score. So this guy is explosive. Uh, they were getting him the ball in interesting ways. He had three receiving touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. Um I mean, I think that's another part is they know how to use their wide receivers on top of them just being um, just being great. Um, but, yeah, uh, big fan of this guy. Yep, Ben is straight up dealing. Uh, Mike, did you have an opportunity to watch uh, the Chase Claypool highlight reel? And uh, what were your thoughts? Well, first off, Vince, you're lying because he lost you a lot of money last week. So don't say that you love Claypool when I know for a fact you want to punch <laughs> him in the throat because he lost you a lot of money. You can see um, his yeah. face right now on the cam. It was uh, the saltiest of faces. <laughs> All right, so, you know, so we're talking about this league, so I'm going to go on a mini tangent here since Mike brought it up. So uh, I played uh, DFS on the side. So, yeah, I had Deontay Johnson in a tournament that I play in, and obviously Deontay got hurt. And just Claypool went off in his absence. So, yeah, look, yeah, I'm kind of salty. Well, I mean, I was salty about it, and then I wasn't, and I got over it, and then you brought it up, and now I'm fucking salty again. <laughs> so, hey, Team that's, that's what I'm here for. Is ready to go. Anyway, um, but, like, just, like, as, like, I mean, I mean all the things that I said, like, because I wasn't able to watch, you know, every play with Claypool last week. You know, obviously, I was just mad that, you know, he got all the touchdowns and that kind of thing. But, like, you know, here we are, like, a, a week forward, you know, looking at the guy, and he looks really good. 
Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think that he's just a phenomenal athlete. That being said, I, I personally need to see more. I, I can't base it off of one week. I mean, do I think he's going to get 40 points again? Hell no. Do I think that he's going to be a consistent 50 to 20 point wide receiver? Absolutely. I mean, like I said, he's a freak of an athlete. I'm a little hesitant. I mean, if Deontay Johnson's out, uh, sure. Like this week, I know that Deontay Johnson's out this week. Um, he'll be riding my bench this week. So um, I think that Claypool will have a good week. And uh, Mikey's team just continues to be um, just the depth of and Mikey's really, really going to be hurting because his depth is just so, so, so uh, rough right now. I mean, he had a lot of players on. I mean, he obviously his best player on his team is Aaron Jones, and he was on a bye. So um, I wasn't super surprised um, that Tim won, but I did think it was going to be a little more competitive. Uh, but, I mean, obviously, Tim, if he had set an optimal lineup, would have scored over 200 points this week. Uh, so nice win for you, Tim. Um, but like I said, did start Daryl Henderson, and uh, who was the best back for the Rams. And uh, I think that, I mean – I'm not sure if he's the best Rams back to, I mean, he's probably the best Rams back to own right now and probably the best Rams to back to own over the next week or so. But um, I'm definitely still excited about Cam Akers. And I still think that it's going to be a, it's going to be an absolute mess and you're never going to know what weeks that Daryl Henderson's going to be great. Um, Mike, are you, are you think that uh, would you rather have Cam Akers or Daryl Henderson rest of the season? Uh, I already have Daryl Henderson in another league, so obviously I'm a little biased, but I think Henderson is the RB1 on that team, and I think Cam Akers is going to potentially be better than him, obviously in the long run, but for the next couple of weeks, I, I think you got to take Henderson at run. I mean, except for there was one week, I think he got five or six points. He's been putting up 15, 20 every single week. I just got uh... – Breaking news while recording the podcast that a Broncos coach just tested positive for COVID-19. Eek. All right. Uh, moving on to our last game, uh, which was Jamami versus Mike L. And Mike squeaked out a victory uh, by uh, less than two points. Uh, Mike, would you like to recap uh, your results and how it went for you? Yeah, after the game, I went to the gas station and bought about 30 lottery tickets because I can't believe I got that lucky. Um, no, I didn't do that. But all seriousness, Jamami's team, if you're listening, I do apologize because I didn't even think I was going to win that game going into uh, the last one. But that being said, dude, you know Tom Brady benched Scotty Miller like after week two. Tom Brady threw like – a beautiful pass in the end zone and Scott Scotty Miller just dropped it. Tom Brady looked at him and goes, you're never getting a football again on my team. And the coach was like, <laughs> yep, I agree. See you later. So rough, rough loss for you there, but Hey, I'll, I'll take the W where I could get it sometimes. Yeah. You took it. You got a W there, but took an L with uh, Dalvin cook leaving the game. Um, and on the other side, uh, the backup for Dalvin Cook is on Jamami's team. So Jamami probably going to have a pretty good week this week, uh, being able to fire up Alexander Madison now that Cook's already been ruled out. Um, 
Mike, you uh, a little sad now that you didn't have Alexander Madison? I know we talked about it on a pod before. Yeah, I mean, I think Madison is the exact same running back as Dalvin Cook. Obviously not as good, but it's going to be great for the Vikings because they don't have to change their style of play whatsoever. Um, that being said, I think it was the smart choice for them to bench Dalvin Cook this week because I know they were talking about letting him play, but you have a bye next week. Why not give the guy two weeks to fully, fully heal and have him for the rest of the season instead of getting hurt like every other year? Right, and that matchup is super juicy this week, right? Yeah, it definitely hurts a little bit when you're playing the worst team in the league uh, and you're starting RB1 is out with that kind of matchup. But like I said, I, I think it's a smart choice to keep him benched and let him rest up and get healed. Yeah, I mean, uh, and now you're, you know, you don't have Dalvin Cook to start this week, and then Le'Veon Bell gets traded, or not traded, cut by the Jets, and then, uh, you know, it was they were kicking it around that he was either going to go to the Dolphins, the Bills, or the Chiefs, and I see that report, and I'm like, as a as a Clyde Edwards Hilaire owner. I'm like, all right, well, he's going to the Chiefs. I can almost guarantee it because that's just the only things that that made me think maybe Miami is that he also lives in Miami, but I don't think he thinks that he's going to get another big money deal. I think he's just looking for a ring because I think he knows that he's quite a little bit washed. And I think that's why he was like, all right, well, whatever team I go to, I'm making $6 million because the Jets have to pay me whatever the difference is in the guaranteed money that Le'Veon's owed. So, you know, the Chiefs can sign him to a contract full of incentives for a million dollars. They can afford that uh, to pick up a guy like Le'Veon Bell. And uh, I mean, his skill set, I think, will help the Chiefs. But I don't think that he'll be better than Clyde Edwards-Hilaire this year. Um, I assume he's going to see some passing down works in obvious passing situations. Um, he's a great pass blocker. That's a really been a hallmark of Le'Veon Bell. And that's something that it doesn't seem like Andy Reid's trusting, uh, CEH with. Um, but as a CEH owner, I'm honest, honestly with you guys, I'm not panicking. Um, I still think that he'll have more value than Bell. I mean, he's not going to be a surefire RB one. Um, but I still think that he's, you know, top 15, top 20 back, uh, going forward. And what happens with Le'Veon Bell remains to be seen. It might be just like LaShawn McCoy last year where he kind of just does nothing. Maybe he's inactive some games. I don't know. I'm not really sure where to put Le'Veon Bell, but I'm not going to overreact to CH owner. As in Le'Veon Bell owner, though, Mike, um, how do you feel about the situation? Um, that's a great question. I, I will say – the obvious excitement as a Le'Veon Bell owner is he went from debatably the worst team in the NFL to debatably the best team in the NFL. So obviously that's exciting. Um, that being said, he also went from being the RB one to either being the RB two or doing a split back or whatever that case may be. So that also hurts his value. Um, Thankfully, I don't have to stress about starting him this week because of COVID protocols and all, but it will be one of those things after a couple of weeks. It's going to be hard to decide whether he should be started or flexed or whatever the case is, but 
I think if there's one coach that can make Le'Veon Bell fantastic again, it's Andy Reid. So let's see what he's got. Vince, where you come out on all this? There's so many different outcomes that can come from this. Um, and there's a lot to unravel. Um, I think you're going to know pretty soon what you have um, once Bell plays. Uh, if they're going to use him, are they still going to make CEH, you know, the main back with kind of Bell playing third down and kind of, you know, playing like a small role, that kind of thing. Maybe they just treat Bell like the, the back he was in Pittsburgh, um, depending on kind of what they see in practice, see if he still has it and that kind of thing. Um, honestly, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I have no problem. You know, I try to have a take on everything, but this one, I'm perfectly fine with not having a clue. And yeah, it definitely, uh, it definitely made my head spin a little bit because obviously I had to think about it now, like what I'm going to do. Um, I'm happy that I have a lot of running back depth though. That's for damn sure. Um, but keep, let's keep moving. Uh, so that was all the results. Um, Right now, if we're looking at the league, we uh, Vince five and zero, and Mike four and one at the top of the pile, and then uh, we have three teams that are three and two: uh, Max, Tim, and George. George went in three in a row, and then uh, five teams that are—I'm sorry, six teams that are two and three, um, including myself, uh, which means that this league is wide open, guys. There's uh, anyone can make the playoffs except for probably Sean at this point. Um, but really feels like the league is wide open. Um, but we will, let's talk a little bit about um, uh, what we got going on for this week. Uh, Vince, real quick, do you want to uh, talk about um, the results for the pick'em so far? Uh, we had the same picks for all of them last week, so I didn't even tally them. So it's pretty much the same thing uh, as it has been. Okay, cool. All right. So uh, Vince will eventually get the tallies together, but he is still ahead, obviously. And who is ahead has not changed. So the ver first game we're going to talk about is going to be my team uh, against Bill. And uh, no Thursday night games this week, man. Really felt weird. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I mean, I know we got a Tuesday night game, but did it feel weird not having like that Thursday night game, like breaking up your week? Yeah. I mean, it was kind of nice to kind of soak in kind of everything from Tuesday because we did have that game um, instead of kind of having back-to-back -back games. But yeah, the kind of the schedule is, is a little weird and trying to get used to, but at the same point, we're fully loaded at one o'clock this Sunday with only two games on the four o'clock slate and one of them being the Dolphins game. So pretty much everybody's going to be watching Green Bay and Tampa Bay. Yeah, that should be an absolute shootout. Um, so me versus Bill, I'm going to pick myself. I feel pretty good about it. Um, catching DK Metcalf and Josh Jacobs on their buys. Um, I feel like those are probably the two best arguably the two best players on bill's team uh, so i'm going to pick myself and feel pretty good about it uh vince what about you 
I'm a masochist and you've let me down so many times, but I'm going to have to go with you this week because of the things that you mentioned with the players on the bye and just your team just being better than his starting roster. Cool. Uh, Mike? I'll take Marky Mark. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's been nice. It, it is nice to catch uh, two studs on their bye and not have to play against DK Metcalf because uh, he is a freaking beast. All right, next game, we're going to look at uh, the Statutory Apes against XFL round three. So that's Vince against Mike P. Um, as we mentioned, Mike P just straight up decimated by injuries. Um, just seems like he's really, really uh, going to struggle without Nick Chubb. Um, I mean, Vince obviously is projected for the most points this week. Um we talk about it every week that Vince's team's awesome. He will have some bumps in the road, but I don't think the bump is coming this week. I think Vince is going to be six and now I'm going to pick Vince. Vince, are you picking yourself again this week? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's yeah. nice to kind of have a weak team to play against the same week that I have Kamara on a bye. Yeah, that is nice. Uh, Mike, you going with Vince also? You know, it's like, you, this guy's got to lose. <laughs> I know. But I just keep looking at his roster and who he's playing against, and I think it's one of those things that it's like, if the Chiefs were going to play the Jets, who are you going to pick? You know, it's like – and not so much that this that his matchup is terrible. He has a pretty good team that he's playing up against, but Vince's team is just freaking decimating people. So I'm going to obviously have to go with Vince here. All right. So it's a sweep again. All right, next game we're going to talk about is going to be uh, Ryan, football in the groin against the wood, uh, which is Sean. And could this be the week that, that Sean finally gets a dub? Um, he's projected to win, and he's been one of the high scorers um, in the league. I believe he ranks fourth or fifth in points, um, but ranks 12th in record. So uh, – which is what really, really counts. Um, but looking at it, uh, I mean, Brian has been through the ringer uh, with injuries, and uh, I don't think it gets better here for Ryan. I think I think his unluckiness continues, and I think Sean finally gets a win. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if he lost. Uh, Vince, who are you going with? Yeah, for the first time this year, I'm picking Sean to win. I think he gets his first win here. All right. Uh, Mike? Football groin's got Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams coming off the bye. I think that even though the projections are saying 38%, I think Aaron Rodgers just lights it up against Tampa. Uh, it's a high-scoring game, and he wins by at least 20 points. Woo! I like it. I'm sure Ryan likes it, too, and he'll love that call-out. Uh, so, all right. Well, like, yeah, but he, he's also playing Jamal Williams, which kind of caps his upside, and then the rest of his team is kind of dog shit. Well, Sorry, Ryan. We all have opinions. Uh, moving, on, <laughs> moving on to the next game. Um, we got uh, Ertz Hurt Me, which is Tim, against uh, who I think is probably the best roster in the league, uh, Jamami's team. Um and uh, 
Who uh, Jamami is uh, favored uh, to put up, I believe, this might be the most points, Vince. I don't know if uh, Jamami's projected to put up more points than you, but it definitely helps having Alexander Madison uh, in the flex in the starting lineup in a week where uh, Dalvin Cook is out and you're going up against uh, uh, Dak Prescottless Andy Dalton. Uh, so, I mean, Tim losing Dak, uh, just adding it on to losing McCaffrey. And, uh, but he gets Julio Jones back. Um, but I'm still going to go with uh, the talent. I still think Jamami's team's the real deal. Uh, I'm picking Jamami. Uh, Vince? Oh, yeah. Uh, Jamami is only projected one point less than me this week, um, which is nothing. Uh, but, yeah, their team is looking really good. Uh, yeah, I'm picking Jake and Kate, though. Got it. Uh, Mike? Yeah, I mean, I would have picked uh, Jamami's team over me last week, and I got lucky and squeezed out a victory. So, especially losing back Prescott and taking a ginormous gamble with playing Andy Dalton, I think Jamami's team pulls it through. Yeah, he's got Justin Herbert on a bench, so it's kind of going to be like, all right, well, he's going to have to drop somebody to pick up someone, or he's going to roll out Andy Dalton. I think they're starting Andy Dalton's okay. I don't, I don't think it's that. I, I think that we might see the normal Andy Dalton game where he throws for 280 yards and throws three touchdowns and two interceptions, and he's, he's just okay. I think that that's the kind of game that you could expect from Andy Dalton. I think that the way the NFL is going, there's just a lot less holding penalties. So these quarterbacks are just going to be better. Um, I think he has a chance. Uh, so, Tim, I don't think you're out of it, but I think it's going to be a tough one for you. So clean sweep for the Ertz hurt me uh, losing to Jamami this week. And our next game is going to be Trubisky Business against D's Nuts. And this is another game that's uh, pretty close in the projections, about 50-50. Um, but looking at the teams, um, I think – uh, it is about 50-50, huh? I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, Trubisky business. Uh, I think Max has been doing a pretty good job managing his team. He's caught a couple lucky breaks, but um, I think that besides a couple shady starts, uh, he's been doing pretty well. I mean, doesn't have Darren Waller or Chris Carson this week, which definitely hurts him in the projections. Uh, Mikey is actually favored, um, but I'm still gonna go with Trubisky business this week. Uh, Vince, where are you leaning? I think I'm going to go with these nuts. You know, he has Tom Brady in a shootout. I think Aaron Jones is going to get a lot. Uh, Philip Lindsay is going to be the guy there because it seems like, or it doesn't seem like uh, Melvin Gordon didn't travel with the team. So he's, Lindsay's going to get a good amount of volume there. Uh, plus he has Kelsey and Ravens defense against the Eagles. So I think uh, these nuts pulls one out on this one. Yeah, you're right. They just, uh, they just, did just rule out Melvin Gordon. So Philip Lindsay uh, fired up. He might be a D's nuts week, but uh, Mike, where are you going? With? I'm going to go with my fellow bears fan and take Trubisky. Um, if he puts up anything like he put up last week, he's going to dominate again. Yep. Patrick Mahomes just been carrying him, which uh, we dogged him, but he's the best quarterback. Um, even in a loss to, Las Vegas, he still looked okay. Um, all right, next game we're gonna the last game we're gonna talk about is gonna be the Griglets, which is George uh against Mike L. Looking at it, 
Um, starting Cam Newton, it looks like most of Georgia's team is either on by or out. Um, once again, just scraping the bits. I'm not going to tell George how to manage his team, though. Um, and uh, especially because he's three and two and I'm two and three. But uh, looking at it, projections, I mean, you guys are within one point of each other on projections. So it's literally split down the middle. Um, but if I had to pick like just the, the more boom plays, I mean, he's got some, ex there's some exciting players on both sides of the ball. Uh, man, this is a tough one. This might be our, our, this might be the best game to watch, uh, this week. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with you, Mike. I think that it's close, but I think you have some really, really exciting players that have like way more like upside. I think it's, it's, I think it's exciting that you have Evans and he has Godwin. And uh, I think that could really be the, where the matchup swings. I can't, I bet you can't wait to watch that uh, four o'clock game because that's going to be uh, an exciting one to watch uh, for your team, Mike. Um, I'm assuming you're going with yourself, but I'm sure you have trepidations. Yeah. Like you said, I mean, this, out of all the matchups, this is probably the closest one. And, you know, yeah, he's got Russell and Jared Cook on by, but the rest of his team's hurt. Me, it's it it's, was tough making a lineup this week. I mean, I think I have, between buys and injuries, I think I have five of my players not able to play this week. So, obviously, I'll never bet against myself, so I'm going to pick myself to win. But it, it's going to be a close one, that's for sure. Yeah, both of you guys are starting quarterbacks uh, on by. So that's pretty cool the way that lined up. Uh, Vince, uh, which, where are you going with this matchup? Yeah, I'll go with Mike. Uh, don't feel good about it, though. I wouldn't be surprised if either of the teams win. Yep, that should be an exciting one. All right, so that pretty much wraps up uh, today's recap and uh, preview um Vince was there anything else that you might want to get out there I know you had mentioned that you wanted to say something so there's some things happening behind the scenes uh some possibly big news coming in the future uh that's all I'm gonna say yep yep it is exciting um but uh again Vince congratulations on being five and oh probably going to six and oh um and uh just having a great season um, I'm, I'm hoping that it continues to roll for you, uh, but, you know, come playoff time, we'll see what happens. Um, Mike, any parting shots that you wanted to fire? Uh, go Bears. Go Bears. You know, four and one. Uh, and uh, I feel like they're – I mean, they're going to get dogged as probably the worst four and one team. Um, but they're playing pretty well. Most likely. <laughs> uh, you know – one thing I like to talk about every podcast is how much I love the Rams, right guys? Cause I really, really do. Um, and I'm going to end this podcast the same way I normally end them in that the Rams are going to be five and one peace out.